Welcome to the Card Custom Home and Architecture Podcast, the podcast that guides those looking for a home that expresses their unique lifestyle to release creative DNA into their project and have it completed while keeping the artistic vision alive. Now, here's your architect creative, J.D. Carling. Subtlety. Today on the Card Custom Home and Architecture Podcast, we are talking about subtlety and the custom home. Now, I want to start out by reading the definition of subtlety and see just where it starts making us think or feel. Because when you're wanting your custom home, you're wanting it to feel right, but also feel very tailored to you, correct? So let's read it. Subtlety, in a manner that is so delicate or precise as being difficult to analyze or describe. Subtlety, in a clever and indirect way, in order to achieve something. For some reason, when I read those, I get chills. I think it's because I like things, and I want to propose to you that they're things that are enjoyable, that are not directly apparent all the time, that they affect us in a way that brings more meaning into our life when they're done with intention and precision. and. It takes a long time to get there. It can be very exciting to try to do something fast. I think a lot of people know the story about the guy who drew someone a chicken in three seconds and he charged him $90,000 and the guy said, why did you charge me $90,000? I could have, you took me three seconds. And he's like, well, it took me 30 years to draw you that three second chicken. Now, I probably don't have the story exactly correct, but that's what it takes, not only for me as an architect to provide you a home or a building that has a subtlety and has a connection to design and to your life that means something for a long time, but for you, putting that time and really going through the process of doing this home and knowing that there are steps that will perhaps take a while or you'll need to try to decide what what you're actually wanting by lining up your values and taking the time to properly identify your values so you know what to pick during the design with your architect and your designer. So I have another analogy that means a lot to me. Some of you know I am an avid, or I don't know if avid dancer is the right word, but I love dancing. Anytime I can dance with my wife, you know, I did break dancing up through college, and then I did Latin dancing a few years before I met my wife, and today any salsa, merengue, bachata, tango means a lot to me. When I first started, I remember they would tell me to take a step and I wanted it to look the right way. So for some reason, I'm like, oh, I need to take a big step and I need to move my arm. And over the years, I found that the better you get, the tighter the steps are, the more fluid they are, and they're not as exaggerated. They're not as floppy. They're more controlled looking. and When you're designing a home, you're making moves. And so the tendency can be like, we want to do something here and exaggerate it. Now, when you're dancing, you do exaggerate things. You point. It's so funny. My wife, if you're watching it, you can see. But if you're here, they're always telling her to point her hand. And like, you only want to see, I forget, it's something really funny. Like, only see a certain part of your hand. Because you're displaying something and you're showing things. But it's in a precise way. It's not just to be moving and throwing things out there. And so 
there's a certain subtlety in the angle that her toe is pointed at so the lines of her body look correct. Or there are certain ways that I'm supposed to move to hold her so that those look correct. And so that those look like you're communicating the romance or you're communicating the connection with your lover in the dance. And we do that with the architecture with you. You want that for your home. You don't want the door to be sitting in the wall in a way that's just trying to make noise. You want it to be sitting in a wall so that it provides a lot of people like symmetry, but I like to say balanced asymmetry, perhaps, because we're not fighting to just make things as stable as a pyramid. Otherwise, we'll just do a pyramid, which I do want to do that, by the way. But you want to design the, the home so that there's balance in all the moves that are coming together to create the, the home as an organism, like almost like a biological organism with all the systems that work together. You want that to all tie together. And I'm going to read the definition again. You want that to tie together in a delicate and precise way that is, and I love this, and I'm going to get into this later, is difficult to analyze or describe. Now, I've talked a lot of times before how you don't want the pieces of the home to be evident. One of our key things that we learned in architecture school and that I've kept in my career is you don't want the piece of wood to be a piece of wood. You don't want the door to be like, hey, here's the door. It all ties together. You can look at someone's hand and be like, they have a beautiful hand. And you know what's interesting? A lot of times people can be partial. Hey, this person's got a beautiful hand. Or I don't like this part of them. But when you look at the whole person, that's when you can appreciate everything that's going into it. It's all one body, right? All the parts are the body. Like if you go to church, you'll know they'll say like each person in the church is part of the body of Christ, right? And that's what makes it so beautiful is all the different things that are going on, the people's different opinions, the people's different function. Maybe some people are good at something and bad at another, and someone else is bad at something else and good. But all of that creates the body of Christ, which is what he thinks is so beautiful. In the home, we want to do the same thing. We want to take all these pieces and put them together in a way that's difficult to analyze or describe, but is precise, and it comes together and makes an organism. We want to be clever with it. So that what I would argue, and if you're into a custom home or you're spending the time to do a process like this that is taking so much dedication and so many, it can take years, even like getting your degree, earning your money, allotting the money to the home is planned years in advance. It's often something you've had in a, a dream for a long time is something that will help you if you continue that mindset and that action, like you've worked hard, you got your degree or you invested or you started a business, you earn that money. And then it's like, okay, we got to build the house as quick as we can. I've got the money. That's not the way to think about it. You'll have the most success when you're just as diligent with your home as you are with the way that you treated your business, the way you treated your degree, the way you've treated raising your children or loving your spouse. That's the way to do this with the house. It sounds funny, but it is that important. That's probably why you want to do this because you know it's an important thing. What that leads to is, in my opinion, a photo tries to describe things, right? A picture is worth a thousand words. But being somewhere, it goes beyond words. There's no price on it. There's no words for it. You get that feeling and that experience. When you see a photo, you can feel, I want to have that experience. You can 
look at it and experience something from the photo, but you're not experiencing the space. So you don't want to design. And it's always a catch-22 because I show people the design through a drawing. I show people the design through virtual reality. I show it to them through 3D videos. But what really connects people to it is when we can get through those things enough that we know that the space is going to feel and serve them the right way. So I would propose to you, I'm going to be self-critical here a little bit. I do a lot of videos. Like typically when I do a project, I do a story video about it if I can, or, you know, I, I do like one a year or something for a project. I don't think that I have like the most photogenic building. We don't try to put an Instagram wall on something or we don't try to do curb appeal. It's not about curb appeal. And you're doing a renovation show or extreme home makeover or you're a builder, like a production home builder, and you have that facade on the eight and a half by 11 in a showroom. You need that curb appeal. You need the thing that's just going to catch the people when they come into the showroom. Otherwise, they're going to go straight from Ashton Woods to Lennar or Centex to Miranda or Anatomy or whatever over to Toll Brothers. That's going to happen. But you have chosen a path that is about precision, dedication, the custom home experience. And we're going to be able to now... I'm sure it'll it'll be beautiful in photos, but that's not our goal. We're not looking to make the next photo. We're looking for you to, I say life experience a lot, and I always use the same examples, but it's really everything. You may have a mystery dinner at your house. We go to a mystery dinner every year, and my friend Justin, who's also an architect, hosts it, and it is one of the highlights of my year. Uh, my wife and I go, we get assigned different characters, and he always sets the house up just so great. And it really provides that feeling of the mystery and the event. And we all have our roles months in advance. That's going on in the house. What is your thing like that? What do you enjoy that's a mystery dinner that you're setting the stage for with this custom home? And that's what we care about. So there is small things that are going to go into the home, little details that mean something to you. Like I've done secret pullout shoe holders for people in their home or we put lights recessed into the wall to illuminate the hallway so when their kids come out, but there's not extra lights in the hallway. Little mysterious things. Or we put a message in the sidewalk that says you are loved. We want everyone who comes across the sidewalk to see that. Now, it's not a big sign. It gets stepped on most of the time. It's dirty. But I think those things, when it actually finally catches someone's attention, connects with them more when they come into your home. Or for you... Those little private touches mean something. My friend Paulina is an artist and a fashion designer. She lives in Nashville right now. And she said to me one day, now this is the opinion here I do agree with, but she was saying she likes designing men's clothes more. And this is just broad terms, men and women's clothes, because I've seen some women's clothes that has this too, and I'm sure she has, but I think it's just a typical rule. She likes men's clothing because the details are more subtle. Like on a guy's clothes, the design will be like in the pocket lining, the way that you see it. So that's only when you're on the inside of the pant, you flip it out to clean it. At least I do. You flip them out to clean them or like the zipper detail. So the way that comes together is like the construction or whatever. On a a lot of women's clothes, and surely it goes both ways, but this was just her comment, was a lot of times it's about the outside of the shape of the garment. Now, 
fine women's clothing surely has those details on the inside too. So I just like that idea that we're working on the inside and that actually makes the outside beautiful because it's put together and it's strong. So even on a women's garment, you want something that lasts, something that's put together that's strong. And I really appreciated her saying that to me because it got me thinking about my architecture that I'm giving people. Am I just going on the surface or do I want it to look beautiful on the outside and the inside and merge those things together in order to create something that is long lasting for you? So I want to touch on something else too, because what I'm talking about isn't, I'm definitely a self-ascribed minimalist. What I'm talking about is not plain. So it is about determining the things through a process of uh, values, of finding your values. One of the things that's going on right now is maximalism is becoming a thing. I'm staying, I'm going to Israel in October and I'm staying at a hotel called the Pixel. And if you look at my shirt, I love pixels. I've got a pixelated logo shirt on. I do a different logo every year. And right now I've got a pixelated um, five pixel, or excuse me, this is the four, four pixel one. I keep reducing the resolution. And that hotel, and similar to like Aloft and the Poly House in Tel Aviv, all they're throwing so many things at there. You go in a room and there's like a decoration on the wall. The carpet's got a whole nother pattern on it and a texture. There's a old brick wall that's been renovated. They're overloading the senses. It's almost like intentional. But I would argue that they're not necessarily dealing with excess. They could also do that in a minimalist way. It doesn't mean you're devoid of of texture. Now, you could do the maximalism in a way that is overloading and just packing things in there like hoarding style. Or if you look at some of the places I've mentioned, there's a lot of different things going on, but they're done in a way that they allow you to focus on the different things or pair them up in your vision. And so it doesn't mean don't make bold moves. It doesn't mean uh, with the hand before, right? I think I think it's like this or like this. But when you're dancing, your hand or your foot is very expressive, but you do it in a way so that those things stand out. And But they express the movement of the body. You've moved your arm out when you're dancing and your hand has that expression in it that shows kind of like determination of that movement. And it, it's so funny because we've been working on our walk and dance, right? And you're, you realize how hard it is to do this walk that looks simple, to do a step that looks simple. Everybody does it. It's like, wow, how does he make it look so easy? And so that's what we want to do is combine the materials, combine the spaces, and combine the look, the mass, the form of your home in a way that's integrated and it's impossible to pull apart. I remember my professor Martin Gold came into my studio one time and he ripped off pieces of my model. And he was like, if I can do this and the model looks just as good after it, you didn't need those pieces. And I remember he threw them on the floor. And at the time, you know, I'm 19, I'd stayed up all through the night to my class at 7 a.m. And he's coming and breaking my stuff. And, you know, that was in 2002. And I still remember that every time I do a drawing for one of you guys, I think it's just like ingrained in my head. I'm like, is this going to be just as good without this? Do we need to add this extra thing? Does it look more like a complete whole without this extra thing? And maybe sometimes you take something off and you put it somewhere else and it becomes more integrated that way. That's the type of cleverness and the subtlety. The definition includes 
cleverness or indirect way. We're not putting things out in front like, hey, look at this. No, we're standing back and you're able to see the whole picture together. Or when you see a part of it, you still feel the wholeness of that. The detail expresses what that is. A lot of times people draw a building, they do a sketch. And then when you get to the door, when you get to the handle, it communicates nothing about the whole to you. It's not speaking the same message to you. And that's what you want for each piece. So I just want to stress that it's not something it means boring. Subtlety is more precise. It's I, I don't like to use the word sophisticated because I think that may be like associated with other things. But I, I'm going to use sophisticated in the sense that it's like what is right for you and you being bold enough to want to go for yourself and not what you think is like a trend, not what you think is going to like make other people think it's good or curb appeal or photos or impress other people. You want to impress yourself by choosing the things that are valuable to you. I want to thank you so much for joining me on a journey of exploring subtlety in your custom home and architecture today. Thank you so much. If you are ready to start your journey to a custom home, you've been dreaming about it, you've been working, you've been saving money, and now you want to live in the home of your dreams, give me a call. You can get our phone number and contact at ca-rd.com. I'd love to talk with you, answer your questions about starting the process. If you don't own property already that you're wanting to build a home on, we can help you know the right steps in order to get a property that is going to work for you. You don't want to mess up. I've had a few people, they buy property, but they didn't do the proper research ahead of time. And I'm trying to tell them, make sure you look into these things. And I've seen a lot of people be greatly appreciative of not missing out on certain steps. So I look forward to seeing you next time. This was a fun episode for me because I come up with these ideas because I think they're going to help you get through this process and thrive in it and keep the artistic vision alive through the whole process of your home. And I'm thankful to be able to share this with you guys because it also helps me grow. If you have any questions or comments, please send them to me via our website on Instagram. You can send me a message if you watch it there. And I will see you next time for another episode of the Card Custom Home and Architecture Podcast. Thank you very much, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Card Custom Home and Architecture Podcast. If you are ready to start your journey of a lifetime designing and building a custom home or project, sign up for a free consultation at ca-rd.com today. We look forward to the journey together and making something unique for you and your family. If you have any topics you want to discuss or questions about your custom home design for future episodes, send us a message via our website, ca-rd.com. And again, join us next time for another episode of the Card Custom Home and Architecture Podcast.